Hi, everybody. It's Pleasant, and I wanted to record this very special mid-year review. Normally at this time of the year, I open up my living room and we do some planning because we're halfway through the year. We do some reflecting and I thought, oh, I'm sad I won't be able to have people over this year to do our normal planning event. Um, but I could record this and do a video and um, show people a little bit of the workbook, what I have in it for you. And you can then use this as your own little workshop or your own little um, mini retreat to do this work on your own. I also want to say that we're going to have a workbook accountability group starting in the Lola community circles um, on Tuesdays at noon. It'll be about an hour, maybe a little bit less, like 45 minutes um, to an hour on Tuesdays. Hopefully it can be like a lunch and learn and we'll go through the framework. So there are in here. So this is a Lola workbook. I created this um, with a wonderful friend of mine, Suzanne Scheip, who's a designer. And I created it for my six month coaching clients, but I'm not doing six month coaching anymore. So I gave it to everybody for free. <laughs> um, and it took a long time to put together. It's quite, quite, uh, it's quite a work of love. Shall we put it that way? Um, but if you look in the beginning, so what I did was I, get, I sent a PDF of this in an email that went out this week and it is in the Lola community. If you look under the network, the mighty network, if you look under eBooks and resources, it's right there for you. So what I suggest is that you print a copy. I got one at the local printers. I think it was like 30 bucks to get it bound like this. Um, and I had cardstock put in for each of the different sections. So feel free to do that or just print the pages as you need. Um, so on page five is the checklist from the workbook. So what we'll do is there's one, two, three, four, five, six sections um, of the workbook plus the introduction, which is seven. So it will probably take us eight or nine weeks to go through the workbook. You'll be welcome to join in as you want. Um, and all of the links to that are in the Mighty Network for Lola. But what I want to focus on today for everybody, whether you want to do uh, accountability for the workbook and go through it with us, or you just want to um, jump in now, is the mid-year review, which is on page 83. So here's the thing. Guys, it's a lot. I don't even need to start listing all of the things. Right now, it is July 10th, 2020. Um, I don't know when you're listening to this, but we're in the pandemic. There's a tremendous amount of racial upheaval. There is election on the horizon, work stuff on the horizon, school stuff. It's all every area, all the things, no camps. Now camps are opening, no schools, schools are opening. You're working from home. Maybe you're starting to go in. This is the reality that we're living in. We have to face the reality that we're living in. And I don't mean that with like, let's all be positive all the time and pretend this is not impacting us and impacting our sleep. That's one of the biggest things that people have been saying all summer. It's sleep, sleep, sleep. So let's get real, right? So Ayurveda, I always say, is the practice of living in reality. So these are all of the things that we're facing, shame, anger, sadness, 
fear and let's work with it. Let's be present with it. And let's be real and honest about our experience. It doesn't mean we have to stay in it. it doesn't mean we have to feed it, but we can be honest about what we're experiencing and do that together, which is why I wanted to have this workbook ongoing accountability group um, and just and just circle and conversation really about some of these tools and when they'll be good and helpful. Basically, these are all the tools that I work with clients with, I used to for six months and, and how to use them and when to use them and what's appropriate. So the mid-year review for this year, let's talk about this. There's some things I wanna go over before we get to page 83. So number one, this is July, we plan for the rest of the year as best as you can. Right now, I'm not saying to do every month through the end of the year, but what are the general things that are coming up from you? I actually think week by week is a much better planning system for your nervous system right now. So right now, making sure that you have some connection to rhythm and routine will help you stay grounded. So if you're feeling really vata, really overwhelmed, really fearful, your sleep is inconsistent, your poop is inconsistent, everything is really inconsistent, ground yourself with some rhythm and routine as best you can. It doesn't have to be micro. It doesn't have to be planning your whole day each 30 minutes. It can literally just be having some sense of rhythm in the morning and some sense of rhythm in the evening and some sense of rhythm in the middle of the day. Closing out. I'm doing this for you guys. And then I'm going to close out for the week and enter Shabbat mode. So having some kind of rest and restore time that looks different is going to be really important for your system. Um, unless you're just totally enjoying all the space and the free flow and you're just like, oh, this feels so good. And I feel really aligned and really alive and really energetic. If you're feeling that way, just keep doing it. That's working. But most of the people I'm talking to are having trouble with sleep and food and relationship and all the things. And so we have to get grounded into our rituals and routines that um, mirror nature in some way. So that means if you're tired at night, going to bed instead of staying up super late means having your biggest meal in the middle of the day, especially those of you who are home now, you can have your biggest meal in the middle of the day, which is an Ayurvedic teaching that is really wonderful when your digestive fire is so... Um, it, it's the strongest. Some of you may notice you're not that hungry in the summer. I definitely noticed that. So we've been having these big, delicious lunches. I have it with the kids, have ice cream. Um, that's when we'll have dessert, you know, have all the flavors. We sit down, we enjoy. And then dinner has been much more like just totally relaxed. And I might have soup or Mel might grill something for him or the kids, but I might not even eat it or just have some salad or veggies because I'm just not hungry. Um, I really only need one meal a day in the summer, just how my body is operating. Um, and that's also because I'm not exercising a ton. My foot is feeling better. Um, it was broken. Uh, but um, I don't know. I'm just taking lots of walks and that feels really good. So I don't, anyway, just adjusting the exercise and, and watching the appetite as, um, as it flows is part of your practice. So Planning for the rest of the year does not really mean looking like mapping it all out, but I would kind of start to think about like option A, option B. Like if you normally go to your parents' house for Christmas or the holidays, like 
Is that something you want to do given all of the changes, given the fluctuations? Or is that something maybe you just, it feels better to just stay home? Lots of people have been sharing with me that it feels better for them to stay home right now. They're not, they, they're getting a lot of anxiety about the world kind of picking back up and filling their calendar. So don't, if you really enjoy that space, now is a time you can say to your aunt or whoever that you normally go to for Thanksgiving, we're not going to come this year and we're just going to stay home. And if that doesn't feel good, again, just kind of making like pencil plans for yourself to give yourself something to look forward to, but to also ground yourself in what's best for you and your family and your life. Um, one of the reasons that I want to make sure that you guys do this right now in July is because we have so much coming at us that's going to happen in August and September with schools and work and the election. And so this is the time to ground in our values, our priorities. If there's, you know, boards that you're on that you don't want to be on anymore, it's time to leave that. It's time to clear that out. Time to really own your relationship to your work, to your community service. Lots of you guys are now taking um, uh, classes online about racial justice, about white supremacy, you're learning. That's awesome. Keep doing that. So excited that you're joining that conversation and that you're interested, but you may have to take some things off your plate in order to make room for your, your, um, studies and your learning about race and history in this country. So this is a time to do all of that reflection. What's working, what's not working, um, what you want to be doing in the fall, what you don't want to be doing in the fall. And no, like you're not going to know what's happening with the kids. So that's not something you can control, but what are the things you can control? One of the, um, one of the examples I have is that I, uh, had accepted three classes at American university in the fall to teach. And I sat down, I did my week planning. I started, thinking about my, one of my classes at AU and how I'm going to um, organize it. And it doesn't feel good to teach three classes. It, that, that third one feels like too much. So I had to call the director of the program and say, I love this program, but I can only teach one section of that class. I can't teach two. And that felt so much better. I could feel more energy in the body and I could feel okay, like no matter what happens with the kids, I can figure out that one other section um, and letting go of one. Also, that means then that there'll be less income from that steady stream. So I'm just mindful of that. Do I need to cut any costs anywhere? Um, where can I think about the budgeting? Where do I want to bring more money in? So I just want to sh share that with you so you can see how everything kind of relates. Okay. I do want you to spend some time um, with a dear friend or on one of our community calls, just airing your fears and concerns, like just get it. Oh, you know where else you could do it? Your journal would be great. Just get it out. This is what I'm afraid of. This is what I think may happen. This is my biggest fear. This is what's preventing me from this. This is what I'm deeply feeling afraid of. This is what I'm deeply feeling excited about. But get some of those deeper layers, um, aired and out in the open so that they don't impact your decisions unless you want them to. So let's not have those fears um, or those emotions be running the bus, driving the bus. Let's have what makes sense with your intuition and with your mind and your inner voice. Like the integrated being of you is making the choices for your life. 
not fear um, or status quo, same old, same old. And lots of people are having amazing conversations about education on this. Mm. And questioning the schools that their kids are in and the jobs are in. So there's lots to push on. But one thing I want you to practice is expressing honestly what's really going on um, so that you can not be so afraid of it. Okay. And so that it gets a little bit of space to breathe. So that's the fear concerns, what's on your mind, getting real about it, either in a Lola circle, in your journal, or with a dear friend. Um, and like I said, it, it feels like a time to hold on to your heart and be grounded in presence because, and reality, because the amount of stories that are spinning and fear and overwhelm um, is really toxic and contagious. And I'm not saying that there's things that you should not be afraid of, or worried about what I'm saying is be mindful what's yours and what's other people's and where you're latching onto it. And then it's getting bigger versus what you have again, control over. So I noticed this week, I love social media. You guys know this. I love it. Love it. Love it. I love to learn on it. I love to talk to people on it. I love to share things. One of the things I noticed this week is as we get closer to schools opening and election and work. Um, and there was a ton of Supreme court stuff this week. Some was awesome. Some was not. Um, that there were more posts that were more based in fear. There was more negativity. There was more bickering. There was more, um, it didn't feel good. So I woke up this morning and was like, I'm off social. I got to take a break. So I don't want to be caught up in that. I want to be having conversations and circles and depth and learning and studying. I'm listening to a lot of really interesting podcasts that are not from people uh, that I necessarily study with or believe what they're saying, but I'm learning and questioning and discerning um, in lots of different areas. And so I know that I wanted to take a break of social and that's one of the boundaries that I'm setting for this, a period of time. It'll probably be the rest of July and August. Um, okay, so let's go to the mid-year review. 83, what is your word of the year? Did you reflect on it over the year so far? Do you need or want to change it? And how is it showing up in your life? I can't wait to see how that lands for you guys because man, oh man, the, um, the words have changed. So you can't see it because it's right behind the screen, but I have a, a tree. It's like um, kind of like a cork board, but it's a tree and it has all my words of the year. So I did not pick one. I'll share my words of the year um, with you. Illuminate, divinity, sacred, devotion, pilgrimage, bright, and soar. And my phrase of the year is follow the red thread. So those are all right here. And so I see them all the time and am interacting with them all the time. And when I feel like adding one or taking one off, I do that. I, I put them on the same little index card. And that has felt really inspiring, moving through work every day and keeping these things really close to where I'm going and what my path looks like. And, and I hope you're doing the same for yourself. If you're, if you're like, I have one, I forgot what it was. I got so care. Okay. Then no problem. Don't need to beat yourself up for it. Just come back, start again, start again. What do you want the second half? What would you like that word of the year to be or that phrase or that theme? What do you want to feel? Clear, strong, grounded, present, calm, um, strong, 
I think I said that one already, but I don't want it to seem like we're bypassing the difficult things. I want us to be engaged, awake, alert, alive, vibrant, active, and have a, ha, be able to have and hold that kind of conversation without being defensive or break down or have like an emotional temper tantrum. I want us to be able to engage at that level. I want you to be able to go back into your office and have those dis uncomfortable conversations about race and privilege and not have you fall apart or disengage or become overwhelmed and then, you know, decide this is not for you. Like we want you to be, I want this to be ongoing investigation from a place of vitality and energy and strength. Okay, next question. What were your goals at the beginning of this year? So this will be really, really interesting because question three is, are your goals the same or have they changed? I mean, if they haven't changed, maybe we should talk because I think everybody's life has totally changed since the beginning of the year. Go back in your calendar. Go look at January. What were you doing? I cannot believe our Nourish Retreat was in January. It feels like years ago. I was just talking to Allison Tepper a few days ago or a few weeks ago, and we were like, I cannot believe that was in January. <sighs> so I love to go back through what was happening in January, what was happening in February, what was happening in March. What happened in the different seasons of COVID? I had a broken foot for one part of it. We went to North Carolina for a week for one part of it. We had a week where, you know, we had a bunch of weeks where Sailor was still in school and Milo was out. Like, go back and look through your weeks. Go back and look through this year. Where were the highs and lows? Look at that and start to chart yourself, watching yourself move through difficult things and get through it. And also looking at some of the joys that you might forget to look at when things are really hard. And then are your goals the same or have they changed? I know mine have shifted and changed so much and in such interesting and beautiful ways. Um, number four, is there something you've been doing lately, like a writing project, a business project, or any kind of project or commitment that's not feeling right anymore? Do you need to keep doing it? What would happen if you stopped? Um, that is like what I was sharing about the AU commitment for the fall. That does not feel right anymore. Um, I also uh, did a lot of research during COVID about sort of just personally and then with the Lola community, what direction I want to go in um, and had committed, had looked at a bunch of spiritual guidance programs and thought that's what I wanted to do. And after more reflection, realized that was not it. And so the reason I share that is because you might be moving towards something and you think it's going somewhere and then as you keep in relationship with it, I got that feeling of this is not quite right. And I was able to say, oh, I'm sorry, your program is so wonderful, but it's actually not quite right for me um, at this time. And then I kept kind of writing and paying attention to it and journaling my way through it and landing in a program that is right for me at this time, at least to the best of my knowledge right now, things can always change. Um, but that is something that I feel really pulled. One of the things we talked about a lot in the sacred playground was looking for where you are pulled, what you are longing for and where you're being called to go. Those are those little signs and symbols and signposts for, um, what's next or what's over the next hill or what's bringing you sort of forward rather than staying stuck and stagnant where you are. 
Um, and most likely seasonally, you're going to have to let some things go as you bring new things in. If you start taking guitar lessons and you really love it, you might want to let go of the volunteer job at blank that you're doing for that season and then come back in. And so again, really just inviting you guys to ebb and flow with those, with the seasons, with your interests and passions, commitments, and responsibilities. Oh, I love question five. What's something you're sick of hearing yourself say over and over? <laughs> for example, I really need to start. I really want to stop. Seriously, for the real, this week I will. Um, I love that question. So start listening. What are you saying that you're sick of hearing yourself saying? Because now is the time to, to think about if you want to keep saying it or maybe actually take action or in some way. Number six, what's something you definitely want to create, achieve, or experience before the end of this year? Um, I love that question too, just in terms of uh, thinking about what, especially creation, um, what do you guys want to create? Who is someone, number seven, who is someone that's been an important part of your life this year? An amazing friend, mentor, colleague. Have you said thank you to that person recently? Oh, I just, so many people just came to mind. Um, it's been a really powerful uh, year for a relationship for me. And so I, uh, I hope you feel the same way as you think about that and have offer some gratitude to them. So far this year, one of the best decisions I made was blank. Um, number nine, so far this year, I feel proud of myself because blank. And number 10, I'm so excited for blank. So again, just a mid-year review, just a halfway reflection. It's on page 83 of the workbook. Um, take some time with it. If you want to keep going deeper with the workbook, feel free to join our circle. Um, and if you go through that mid-year review and you want to share anything with me that comes up, feel free, write to me, Pleasant's at Little Ohm. Um, I love, love hearing from you about your mid-year reviews and what you noticed, uh, especially because there's so much right now. People are so, there's so many big unknowns. And like I said in the beginning, let's work with what we can work with. Let's work with what we do have some relational control over. Um, because so many of the big things we don't have control over. And so it's about really that daily practice of showing up in the rhythm and ritual, committing to what's right in front of us. Someone said yesterday, uh, you know, we were talking about, oh, how are we doing? How are we doing? And I said, honestly, if I just wake up and say I'm committed to being present with what's right in front of me, it's been such a blessing because I just, I can, if X happens, I can deal with it. If Y happens, I can deal with this it. right in front of me. And it has really helped um, the relationship to the overwhelm and the fear and the anxiety that so much of the political rhetoric and um, I'm, I'm actually very engaged in politics right now, much more than I have been in the past few years. And there are a number of things that are not right in front of me. So if I'm watching a webinar or I'm, I'm talking to a candidate, that's right in front of me and I'm dealing with that. But, in, but for me to spend time looking for what Trump said next or looking for the ways in which Betsy DeVos does not seem to actually care about children. Um, it's not right in front of me. So I'm going to care for the children who are right in front of me, um, be with the people who are right in front of me, uh, and just try to stay in the present moment and stay grounded with that. Not because I'm putting my head in the sand, but because in order for the activism, in order for the pleasure, in order for the sustainability to dismantle the things I want to dismantle, to uplift and uprise the women, the children, the black and brown friends, like everything that is, is part of this 
experience that we're going through and also the dark side. So sitting with um, families who are grieving, being with people who are going through tremendous amount without shoving positive rhetoric or these practices in their face. Like, I think that's another thing is there's a level of depth and study and faith and devotion that I personally have that I don't need to, it doesn't need to be part of everybody else's life or grieving process and experiencing deep sadness and pain um, is part of the human experience. And so I've also done a lot of that the past few months, um, been with my own revealing of some really deep and profound trauma that was still in the body, um, letting that, really working with that. And that looked like being in bed for a few days. It looked like crying. It looked like releasing. It looked like taking baths. It looked like getting a therapist. It looked like journaling. And yet there was this underlying sense of, I know on the other side of this hard time that I always, always feel more integrated, feel more embodied. There is never a time when I've gone down that dark road and not felt more, again, integrated and embodied after. I don't even want to say better because it's not necessarily better. It's clearer. It's um, more reflective, more potent, and better with communication and boundaries around who I am and what I'm here to do. And so I think that, again, I'm not saying that you have to be me, but that I know we learn from each other's stories and I know we learn from sharing. Okay, so when it's really hard, what kind of support do we need? What are the basics? Are the basics being met? Am I sleeping? Am I drinking water? Am I chatting with friends and making sure that that heart connection is there? Is it authentic? Is it an authentic relationship, right? Not, not a shallow fluff. Like, I'm fine. You're fine. Everyone's fine. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Talking about going deeper with, you know, right now during COVID, marriage is hard and, and, and the relationship is changing and there's all this opportunity to ask questions and to grow closer. There's also an opportunity to pull away from each other and to get more entangled and um, put more things under the rug. And, and that's a choice. Um, and so I hope that if you feel really dark and you're not feeling like you can come out of it, that you'll get professional help. Um, because I don't, again, I, I just don't want to say that like, oh, and once you go down the dark road and you feel really depressed, then you'll be all better. That's not it. But I think many of us have been down that road and gone through hard times and we can feel the strength that comes through that revealing. So yes, it's a midway through the year. It's Pitta season. It is an intense season in the Hebrew calendar. It is all about emotions and intensity and passion. This is not an easy time. Um, and we can do this uh, together. We can hold each other. We can be here with each other and for each other. And uh, that feels just for me, a way better way to approach um, this difficult season. So wishing us all a lot of just peace as much as we can find it wherever we can find it um and lots of water which is so healing right now and cleansing right now whether we're drinking it or swimming in it or or taking a bath or a shower um but just really honoring our our or washing our hands um 
just really honoring the healing qualities of water during this intense time. So um, talk to you soon. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you live with ease. This is my little hands radiating to you. Love and compassion. Wish I could give you a big hug. See you soon.